This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Serve Like Jesus, Be Like Jesus, Part 3. For many of you, if you don't know, this has been our series for February of Becoming Like Jesus, and it's our missions month, like I said, to prepare us for our cards that we will fill out in March to commit to a faith promise that God has spoken to you, you know, and remember, you know, Uh, sometimes God will say a big amount and you'll go, well, how would I be able to do that? Just put it down. Trust God. If he provides, you give. If he don't, you don't. Uh You know, that's why it's called a faith promise. Okay. Nobody's going to come get you, call you or anything like that, you know, but by faith. So we're doing this though for missions. That's why we commit this month. And one is because, so one, it prepares our heart and teaches us, you know, because a lot of times why we don't do anything or we won't give is because we don't know or we don't understand. See, if we don't have wisdom and knowledge about something, then it's kind of hard to be able to do it. Amen. So that's why we spend this time in February. So serve like Jesus, be like Jesus. You know, one of the principal characteristics of the kingdom culture is servanthood. Boy, I'll tell you, for some reason, that's a word that's hard in the church. Really? It's, it's sad, but it, we can go out and we can serve the world. We serve our job. We serve everyone else, but for some reason, when it comes to the house of God, serve? You want me to serve? You want me just to come do something for nothing? You want me to volunteer? You know, I know that we kind of laugh, but that's sad, but it has happened, and especially I believe it has intensified more than ever you know, uh, over the past couple of years. And so hopefully some of these scriptures will remind us that if we're becoming like Jesus, that means we do like Jesus, okay? We can't just say, oh, I'm like Jesus. I'm becoming like Jesus without doing like Jesus, amen? So one of the principal characteristics of the kingdom. Can I say something? The reason why it doesn't just seem like it's sin, it actually is. This The kingdom of God is completely counterculture. And the culture that we find ourselves in today's really self-serving. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add another word to it. Under, under the uh, bottom, uh, that's the top of the equation. Underneath the bottom of it is the sense of entitlement. Everybody's entitled. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're inundated with advertisements say, you deserve this. Well, I'm glad I don't get what I deserve. You know, the real truth about what I deserve in God's economy. You know, but he thought enough of us, loved, uh, loves us, and is merciful uh, towards us. But how did he express that? In service. He, God, God is, quote, at your service. Now think about that. Now we don't want to abuse his grace. You know, if we bring that selfish in, entitlement attitude uh you know to god let me give you a little example let me picture this you're in the toy aisle at walmart your your three-year-old is making a demand of faith upon your wallet it's presuming your goodness 
and your grace and your mercy towards them. But there's no please involved in that. You know, you say, no, not now. They punch you in the knee. They stomp on your foot. They say, you need to get this for me now. You're the parent, I'm the child, you got the money, I want this, do it now. Now, you think you're going to get that for them? Now, some of them do just to keep them quiet. But, you know, uh, and I don't recommend a public uh, display of discipline. But I would, you know, uh, uh, if it were my child, you know, mine are grown up now. Um, uh, But if it were even my grandchild, I would quietly take them towards the car. And I would explain to them in no uncertain terms how we ask properly. And we need to adjust that little attitude of entitlement. And that's not the right way. You see what I'm, you see what I'm trying to illustrate uh, there. We don't want to presume uh, on God, but well, a lot of times we do. You know, we, we think making a demand uh, upon God, you know, presuming on his uh, goodness and kindness and graciousness out of uh, selfishness and, um, and entitlement, where we're only going to use it for ourselves. You know, uh, if we're only going to use it for ourselves, you know, it it is life is for service, but not for just serving self, yes. not for using yes. people or using God or using everything just for self satisfaction. Did I mess it up too bad there? No. You okay? So the kingdom of God is more about serving than a position. See, it's not about a position to be held. that one position is more important than another because anything we do for God, no matter what it is, is important to him, very important. So it's about serving more than just a position. Uh, Since we are all loved equally by the Father, we don't need to compete or think, well, gosh, they get to stand up on the platform or they get to do this and they get to do that. No, we should be... uh, blessed and privileged and honored to say whatever needs to be done, you know, whether it's cleaning the church, serving in the children, singing on the platform, you know, greeting people at the door, whatever it is that when you do that unto God, that is right up there. They're all the same and they're very, very, very appreciated by God and very noticed. Amen. So we don't have to compete with one another for a quote position because if serving is in our heart, then we're happy at whatever we can do in the Father's house. Because that is a way of serving. And when we get that kind of heart, then you become free of pride or ego, you know, or thinking, well, you know, someday I want to do that. You know, when you'll start out with just saying, whatever needs to be done, use me. Then watch what God can and will do in your life and through your life, you know. It's just like in your job, you don't walk in there and expect that you're going to be the president because you think you should be the president, amen? You're going to go in there and you're going to do whatever the job, whatever they needed to be done, amen? And how much more, though, do we need to do that in God's house? Can I interrupt again? Let's do a little interview. You've been the boss (laughs) for a lot of years, amen? But you've employed people and do it for an interview, so let's just take this for uh, example you know and you would ask me about my education you'd say I see you graduated this and this ask me about my experience 
notes and say thus and so. And they said, do you have any questions? And I would say, yeah, can, how, mu- how, mu- how many days off do I get? How many vacation days? What, tell me about all of the benefits and the perks and uh, all of that kind of stuff. You know, it's not about how, you know, uh, the right answer would be, I really believe that what I would bring to the table uh, would be a plus. It would be a benefit. I could help uh, uh, the business, help the, uh, you know, the culture here, help you know, in a contribution. It wouldn't be about what I'm going to receive. It would be about what I'm going to give. Now, you know, somebody that's sitting there, you know, asking about all the ben, tell me about the bennies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about. Now, when do you give raises? When are the olive evaluations? How much, what, you know, coming at it from a standpoint of how's this going to benefit me? Well, the benefits are, are a sidebar, they are a result, they follow the ministry that you bring, the contribution that, that we bring. There's a total different, uh, difference in attitude and position uh, in coming at it from one that, you know, I, you know uh, a lot of times you say people say, I need a better job. Oh, you mean you want to serve more? You, you want to enhance your position for service? No, most of the time today, that's a, no, I need to make more money. I need this, uh, you know, uh, I need that. I need the other. I, 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 I. I'll tell you something now. You know, we, uh, we follow the favor. There are places that we'll go because the service is so, is so good. The price might be a little, uh, it's not really the, uh, so much the issue. It is a consideration today, you know, with the world that we're living in. But the final drop of the shoe would be fall in favor of service. Fall in favor of service. Where, where you know, and that is something, that is an undercurrent that is maybe not so much seen, but it is felt, you know, where it is our pleasure to serve people. We're doing it from a heart of service. I messed it up again. Sorry. So when we take upon ourselves that servant's heart, then God will be the one that will reveal your position, you know. And sometimes it's not that you're going to do something, quote, what we think is greater or better, but it's what he's revealing in our lives and in our hearts. And then it does something out there, you know, where God will now be able to bring in revelation and blessings into our lives because we've opened ourselves up to servanthood. Amen. And let's just leave it to God then to begin to reveal to us and reveal things that he wants to do in us and through us. You know, because our love for God and our love for others is, that's really the sign of true spiritual growth. You know, when we really love God and then we say, God, I love you so much, I'll just do whatever you need me to do. You know, because then that will reveal itself in your life, you know, because then what people are seeing, that you're Jesus, walking example of Jesus. What would Jesus do? He would serve. Not wait until the, the highest, you know, what quote, what we think the position would be, but it would walk in and say, what can I do? I want to serve. Have a servant's heart. And like Pastor Bruce was saying, there are benefits. 
there are a lot of benefits when we have a servant's ho- uh, heart in God's house. And actually, we had a, a little book a little while up that talked about all the benefits from serving, from being a servant in God's house. And I'll have Sonia print some more of those up so that we can have them before this month is out. And I'll tell you, when you start reading those, you know, uh, maybe that will help you to want to serve more because there are special benefits for those that have a servant's heart. So let's get God's, you know, perspective in line with what uh, what he wants uh, for us. I'm going to go ahead and let you read that. Okay. I want to read this uh, um, first scripture. It's over in Matthew. The Bible says it. It's uh, chapter 20, and he's going to read verses 25 through 28. In the passion. It says this, kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. But this is not your calling. You will lead by a completely different model. The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. Because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. Because the greatest honor and authority in the kingdom of God is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of of many. Now these are the words of Jesus, and that certainly was his example. And so God's uh, viewpoint of greatness, you know, um, greatness is not just based on a position, possessions, or power. It's based on that servant's heart. You know, that, like I said, that sometimes can be a sensitive word, but, you know, to serve. What do you just talk about? You know, I'm not here for what everything you could do for me. We should come in here with the attitude of God. What can we do for you and for your people? You know, and when you serve and you give, let me just tell you something. It's a 100% satisfaction guarantee that when you give unto God and you do unto God, no matter what it is, that God will take care of your stuff. Uh See, when we're busy about the Father's business, God will make sure and take care of your business. Amen. You know. Um, but we're going to have to get that servant's heart. You want to reap the benefits? Get a servant's heart. The one who becomes a servant will be the one who rules. We will rule over. We need to get to where we rule over our pride and over our own flesh, amen, and get out of, like Pastor said earlier, out of that selfishness, you know, that it's, you know, for so long, the church has been, well, I'm going to go in. I'm going to sit down. Give me, give me, give me. You know, I'm here to get. Tell me what I need. You know, pray for me. Touch me. Fix me. You know, do whatever you got to do. And then I'm out the door. But that's not what God said. We're to come in and get filled up. Yes. But then we're supposed to be going and giving that away. You know, and, but, and if you never give... How are you going to get more? See, we got to go give out of what God has given us and go and tell. How will they know? How will they hear if we don't go tell? Well, we live in a, a consumer culture. That's the culture that we live in. 
And, you know, the kingdom is counterculture. The kingdom has a different culture than the world that we live in. So we're, we're living in the tension between the two. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. You know, our heart motivation, our heart is different. We're headed in a different direction. We're here for a different reason. You know, and we have to, we, we really have to embrace that. Um, you know, the scripture says, don't f- just fit in without thinking about it. Be conformed to the image of this world. But, you know, to be renewed by, uh, uh, to be transformed by the the renewing of our mind it is completely counter counterculture if you are here to make a difference and we are as the church okay you have to be willing to be different i'm not saying we have to be you know wild and weird and wacky and all that kind of stuff but you know different you know and you'll notice that it's a powerful thing in your witness people will say there's something different about you you know, then you have an opportunity, you know, uh, to uh, to explain to them about the hope that's in you. Uh, but you can't make a difference, you know, uh, without without being willing to be different, to look different, talk different, act different, be different. Yes. All right. The servant mindset is not positionally or title-minded. Humility of spirit must be present for acceptable service. Value others more than ourselves. And remember that we are serving Christ when we are serving others. I want to read out of the Message Bible uh, over here in uh, Philippians first 2, verses 3 through 8. It says, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. (laughs) We could say a few things about that right there, you know. Uh, When when people start to, you know, uh, celebrate you or praise you or... You know, like they did with Jesus. It said, you know, uh, he kept his feet on the ground. He's God, but he kept his feet on the ground. He became human and he stayed human the whole way through. Isn't that something? The only time it was to his advantage, there were a couple of times in the scriptures, one to the Samaritan woman, he said, this is who I am. Uh, another one at the uh, when they were around the fire at Caesarea Philippi, he said, you know, uh, that he was the Messiah. There's a very few of those times that, the, but the greatest one was when he stood in front of the uh, of the court that would condemn him to death, and they and they said, uh, tell us right now, are you the Son of God? He said, you're going to see me. 
I mean, he was bold in declaring that all the way to the end before uh, he declared that. But the whole time, most of it, he just stayed human. That was his assignment, you know. Uh, and that's our assignment, isn't it? You know, sometimes, you know, it, you don't need to uh, be religious. We just need to be human. You know, be human on your job. Be human in your, in your family. Have just some humanity about us because we're living in a society today that is, in, in, is very, very close to the edge of having lost its own humanity. I mean, we could go through example after uh, example, you know, of uh, all kinds of things. But, you know, it's, it's uh, when, when self, when pride and ego and self becomes the center and entitlement and, you know, uh, our, our twisted way of greatness, you know, lines up where the devil is concerned, you lose humanity. People just are a numerical value to you. They're just a means to an end. They're not important. That's not the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, God says the least of these, the least of these, you know, uh, uh, you know, humility uh, is that he he made himself of one translation says he made himself of no reputation. He took on the form of a slave, a servant. Where you know the he gave up his rights to uh, you know uh, claim his rightful. Uh, privilege and position as the son of God, he became like us. And listen, and you know, uh, uh, we've been through this, you know, serving people that don't appreciate it at all. That's how you learn to love more. Anybody ever had in your family or your friends or on the job, people that don't appreciate you at all? Amen. You know, and if we're not careful, we get a jack attitude, don't we? I mean, we—you need to understand now who you're talking to here. Well, you know, we're there to serve them, and they'll curse you, you know, and you have to forgive them and realize I'm here on assignment. Now, all that did was put an X on your life, boy. You're the one. You know, <laughs> I've been sent in some places and, and you know, uh, uh, you're there for the people. You're not there for the position. That position is for the people that are there. And those people, remember we talked about this, you know, uh, getting in the, you know, in the, uh, in the dangerous part, the despised part, the, the part that nobody else, you know, you could say this, the dirty jobs. Anybody ever watch that on TV? You know, dirty jobs couple of you know white collar people don't watch that kind of stuff but it's all right god loves us all you know amen don't let your collar get so cleany speaky clean that you forget about you know we're there for people anyway all right let me read this other one then we'll go on from uh here i love this verse of scripture verses one through three in the message yeah this this is a powerful uh, verses of scripture it says those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and they lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for strength is for service not status 
Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? Remember, uh, there were two people standing at the altar, and one of them said, man, I'm glad I'm not like that guy. Jesus told this story, and he said that that guy over there just beating his breast saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. You know, one, uh, one is, it was not, you know, uh, was not what we're talking about today in a positive, uh, in a positive way. We're to look at the good of the people around us asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waded right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled is the way the scripture puts it. That's, you know, uh, uh, we live in a society today where they'll walk right by a woman being raped. They'll walk right by, I'm telling you the truth. They'll walk right right by people shooting up, you know, uh, dying on the streets. Walk right by the trouble and don't have time. Jesus told stories about that as well. Lots of, you know, most of Jesus' Uh, stories and examples are in the Bible of he's speaking from that heart of a servant and that as we begin to grow up that's what we do when we're little and babies you know everything they change your diaper they feed you your food they tuck you in at night they get you up when you cry it's all about you but as you begin to grow up after a while you know it's odd to see a 12 year old still eating out of uh off a of mama's plate she's cutting her meat and putting the food in there and changing the diaper and all that would be that's not normal when we grow up and we're growing up to be productive human beings, contributors uh, to our culture and all that, we learn to do a lot of things for ourselves. And really, the, the great lessons begin early is where we begin to serve others, don't we? Amen. Now, none of you probably, if you were only child, thank God for that. I believe that your parents probably helped you by, you know, uh, telling you that, you know, uh, there were other people in the world. If you didn't know that in your home, when you got to school, you found out. Uh, you know, I was raised in a big family, and I'm going to tell you what now, you know, none of us was named Jimmy, and it wasn't about all you, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. We had to serve one another. We served the greater good of the family from an early age. Everybody had a job to do, a J-O-B, job, not Job. We didn't get sent to our room to read the book of Job. It was job, W-O-R-K, doing something that was in service to the greater good of the family. We learned that early uh, early on, you know, and sometimes that's sacrificial. I don't want to do that. Well, somebody's going to do it, and you got chose today. There's seven other kids that you could have chose to do that. Don't go too far with that because the seven other children are going to witness, don't do that. That'll get a bad reaction. There'll be an adjustment coming soon. Amen. I, I've been on both sides of that. I've been, one, I've been the one adjusted, and I've also been with the seven saying, I'm glad I'm not that guy and run the other way. <laughs> Amen. Strength is for service. If God has made your life strong in faith, you've heard what you've heard. You know what you uh, know. You, uh, uh, 
you know, you've been blessed and platformed in your life, graced by God, gifted by God. That, listen, and your life is strong. You're having a degree of success. Got a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food on your table, gas in your car. You're paying a little more for it, but anyhow, just believe God bigger. But you know what I'm saying. You got your health. I mean, you're still on top of, you're not under, you're not six feet under, you're still walking around breathing God's renewal. What is all that for? God platformed you and has strengthened your life for what? For service. Because you don't have to be so concerned for yourself and and just surviving for yourself. You're able to spend more time being concerned about what's happening in other people's lives. A little example as well about, you know, uh, our prayer life. Do you spend more time praying about you and your problems or is there a little bit of room? Yes. On, a, on a balanced scale, what's the percentage like? What's the percentage like? Is there, is there a little room? And if it's out of balance, uh, you know, God loves the right balance in life. So let's bring, maybe I ought to bring it up. Take by faith that, you know, God, you've been good to me. God, I thank you. You're going to be good to me today. I know you're going to handle all of my affairs, but I'm available. And you can depend on me, you know, if you show me a need or trouble in other people's lives. And the greatest thing, first thing, always pray first. Always pray. Prayer is so powerful. It's not the last thing. It's the first thing. And just breathing a prayer is an invitation for God into that situation. And don't dismiss how powerful that is when it's done by faith. And then the second thing is the word of God, how powerful that is. And sometimes, you know, you don't have to quote a scripture to them. You just need to be the living epistle that this truth is right in front of you. This is the truth that I'm speaking in love by serving you with a smile, with a glad heart. It's my pleasure to serve you. Amen. When we're serving others... You're really serving. Serving God. You're really serving God. So remember that. That'll help Mm -hmm. you to get a servant's heart if you don't have one. When you're doing unto others, do it with a right attitude and a right heart. And remember, whatever you do or whenever you give to somebody, whatever you do, you're doing that unto him. Mm -hmm. What you say to someone else, you're saying to the Father. So think about that the next time you want to even talk ugly to your mate. Remember who's standing right there. It hits him, hits Jesus first before it hits the mate. So let's remember that when we're serving others, we're serving God. Let's put him first. And when you put others first, like I said before, take care of daddy's business and your business will be taken care of because you've gotten out of the way, gotten me off of my mind, and now I'm working for God. And now God's got an open invitation to get in there and do yeah, some Mama, things. I just feel like we're bumping up against uh, something here. You know, there's probably people listening to us that have been just like us. We, you know, when 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 you do when you try to do good and people despitefully use you, you know, just uh, there's just not a. The kind of reward you would like to be rewarded, you know, uh, where people are concerned. Remet, what, what helps us to not 
let that become a stumbling block that we fall down and pick ourselves up and say, that's it, no more. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, what has helped us is like, well, we did it to God. We're going to leave the results to God. Yeah. We did it with a right heart. We did it trying to help. Even if, if uh, you know, uh, there's no reward where men are concerned. You know, you'll have to do this in the church. You'll have to do this with your marriage. You'll have to do this with raising your children. How I many you know that, especially during the teenage years, this will help you? Isn't that right? Because they're on their way to, you know, give me my life, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if you cost me a million dollars. I wanted, I want my stuff now. Amen. Thank you very much. I still love Easter, baby. Can't wait till I can drive and go where I want to go, do what I want to do. Can't wait till I make the own decisions for my own life. I go, can't wait till you buy your own toilet paper. <laughs> can't wait till the light bill comes in your name and you realize this ain't all free sugar. This ain't the way the real world. You know what I'm saying. Amen. But you know, I mean, you know, yeah, there's a good lesson in, you know, Lord, I did my part. I mean, with all my heart, you love them. You love people. You love God, you know. Uh, but, you know, you've got to be willing to go through the highs and lows and willing to realize, you know, not everybody's going to leave you a $10 tip. Are you listening? Not everybody, you know. Uh, but we bless folks anyway. We did it unto God. God will always, whatever we do, the Bible says, for the gospel... Whatever we do, whatever we sacrificially do for the Lord and for the advancement of the gospel in other people's lives, in people's lives, it goes, we qualify ourselves for the maximum measure of return from the Lord. One hundredfold. In this life and eternal life, you qualify for the maximum measure. Why? Because if it's done with a servant's heart and sacrifice for him, for the king and for the kingdom, he's not going to be outdone. That's his heart. And it will most certainly always see uh, his hand. You go ahead now. So let's just remember then that we are servants. That we want to serve God mm-hmm. and serve his people. Serve God and serve your people. Amen. And, you know, I'll tell you, just if we can keep that in our hearts, that when we're serving God, you know, we're serving his people. I think we're going to get ready for Pastor Ron to, to come, or did you have some more to say? Did you want to read that one right there, Hebrews? Hebrews 6:10 in the passion. We're going to do Hebrew oh, yeah. Hebrews 6 chapter 6 verse 10 in the passion. It says this, For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the beautiful work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory 
of his name. Isn't that a powerful scripture? Boy, that has comforted me a time uh, or two uh, in, uh, in my life, in my experience of serving God and serving his people, um, that God's not unfaithful to forget. Sometimes people forget, don't they? Sometimes they do. I'm going to read uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 out of the Amplified. Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive the inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ whom you actually serve. Now that pretty well much sums up everything right there that we've been talking about. Remember Mm -hmm. who you're doing it on to, whether it be at work, you know, whether it be in the church. Remember, whatever you do, do it with a servant's heart, a, grat- a grateful heart, a humble heart to say, God, I'm serving you. And whether anybody ever says thank you to you, whether anybody says, oh, man, I appreciate whether anybody ever gives you an award or a certificate, you know, you need to say, I've done this on to God. And God is the rewarder. And his rewards are so much better and so much greater and eternity rewards more than any man or any woman or any person could ever give you. So if you'll keep that attitude yeah. when we want to serve, you know, this is supposed to be about missions given locally and, you know, globally, but it's also about, you know, if we can't serve one another here in the house, how are we going to serve a world out there that's lost? If you can't have a right attitude in here, How are you going to have a right attitude out there? Mm -hmm. If we're not walking around, you know, living a life that our life is telling the story of Jesus in here, how are you going to go out there and tell them the story of Jesus, of his love, of his goodness, of his mercifulness, of his faithfulness in your life if you ain't experiencing it or acting it out in here? You know, the world needs some real they don't need perfect. They need some real. Amen. Amen. I think over the last two years, uh, seeing the way that things have changed in the world, and uh, you know, the way that things have changed in our community, the way that things have changed for uh, the church, how we do things. You know, the first first thing is realize is that is way beyond us four and no more, these four walls, or even this town, this community, this Jerusalem, if you will. But the world uh, is such a very small place now. It's such a broad place, but it's such a small place now. And God has called us to go into all the world, you know. And the great opportunity what a great opportunity we have today that generations past did not really have like we have uh today literally from uh your phone you can go into all the world you know your uh you know your finances 
can finance and fund uh, the most probably efficient and effective uh, ways to reach the world. Uh, all the missions that we do uh, um, uh, global is equipping, empowering, and employing local people uh, that God's raising up there. You don't have to, uh, for the most part, most of the missions is uh, we're subsidizing uh, a, a, what they call a national work, using those people to reach those people. It's never been a greater time. You know, our, our world needs to get bigger. The Bible says the world of the generous, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Let me encourage, you know, your generosity in giving to the Lord. You know, becoming a servant, allowing God to... Uh, you know, God to change your heart, change your mind, and change your life, really, forever. Because remember, this is the shortest thing that we'll ever do. Either there will be people in heaven because of what you did, or there will not be people in heaven because of what you didn't do. That, that one thing that's gonna, that you're going to have to show for this life, that we will have to show for our lives, is the bigger picture is we'll have people in heaven because of our obedience here because of our generosity here because of our largeness of heart here and realize you know some point in time in growing up uh you know uh you've had these conversations in your own home where you where you get sat down and they explain to you how the world really works well this is how god's world really works this is how the kingdom of god really works it was all about you to begin with and for as long as it needed to be but at some point in time see you know we must get up and go to work we join the family business we do something that contributes we we become partners with God, not just, not just his, his children, but sons and daughters who partner with him. And the best training that you can receive is from the time we're a little child, is that it's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about the contribution you'll make. It's all about all the arrows should point in the right way. And speaking of that, let me ask you, uh, today you may be here, near, you may be far through the camera lens there but we know uh that uh his voice is, is the sound of many waters and it it carries and runs swiftly through the through the earth whether today or another day let me ask you you know is your life pointed in the right way see the first thing we need to do is get you turned around if it's all been about you and it still is about you know God loves you he loved you enough to die for you send Jesus to die for you and that bought the forgiveness of your sins and even one step further if you accept the forgiveness of your sins that you're forgiven you are forgiven already he simply asks us to believe the love that did that for us but the Bible says that he'll go even further we have this this one uh, Jesus with the Father who is our advocate, who is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, but also cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, you may have a life that's full of, boy, that ain't right, this ain't right. 
just on the inside, maybe on the outside too. If you want right things, we need to be going in the right direction with the right one. Let's get you hooked up today with just Jesus. Now, you know, uh, he'll be, you know, everything that you want, everything that you uh, everything that you need, you know, and he'll make you into what he has always meant you to be. For the Bible says that you, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we become a new creation, someone that never, something that never existed before, a life turned around, a life given uh, to God, and a life that God will use, for we are, the Bible says that we are God's workmanship, created unto created in Christ Jesus unto good works that we should walk in those works. So let's get that greatest work, that greatest miracle happening for you today. Let's pray this simple prayer if you're ready. And I believe there are people that are ready to have a change of mind and allow God to change your heart. And I know God can change your life and you'll live a life, uh, an abundant life. A full, a, a full life, an overflowing life, a life that will count and will matter. God will give you people uh, for your life. Today's the day to come to Jesus. Today's the day to go in a different direction. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I declare that these words are working right now. And your Holy Spirit is hovering over these words to do a work in hearts and minds and lives this day in Jesus' name. Lord, I sense there are people that are ready, both near and far, to simply pray a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I heard what you're saying. I believe it. I accept your forgiveness. Now cleanse me. Cleanse me from everything that's not right. In Jesus' name. All the mistakes and missteps and misunderstandings. All of the, all of the people even that, uh, that don't want to go your way and would keep me from going your way. Lord, I thank you. I choose. And I say, Jesus, you're my Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that you're causing me to be born again right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it. Amen. Now, if you meant that in your uh, heart, then the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, don't diminish this, folks. I mean, this is not at the bottom of the, uh, you know, uh, this is the highest and the greatest things. But without being born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. Without being born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. And it's the starting place of, some, of a life that is worth living, of a life that's beyond your wildest dreams, your wildest measurements, your greatest hopes and aspirations. Oh, can't nobody do you like Jesus. But you know Jesus will do you, won't he? He'll do exactly what he said where that's concerned. Listen, until the next time where our prayer for you is that you will have a heart that's at rest. Be at rest in the blessing of God. God loves you so very much, and you are so very blessed. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.